I'm Mikey G, and it's Monday, October 17th. Tesla is now ramping up its hiring effort following a round of layoffs that happened earlier this year. Job listings have ramped up 50% since the layoffs began. Back in June, Elon Musk asked Tesla executives to pause all hiring and cut 10% of staff. That hiring pause was more worrisome as Tesla was growing several programs at once, including two new gigafactories. But now a report shows that it didn't last long, because since a drop in the listings from June, they have increased 50%. The leading categories in the surge in job listings are engineering and information technology, vehicle service, and manufacturing. According to the report, Tesla is also ramping up hiring in its energy storage and solar division. It's especially looking for installers to accelerate deployment in the U.S. It should be noted that this data does not include any numbers from Tesla China. Tesla has released a new mobile app that includes a solution if your car has a frozen door handle. The new door handles that are designed on the Tesla Model 3 and Y have a tendency to freeze shut in a winter chill. But now, Tesla has a software fix. The app now enables Tesla drivers to directly unlatch the driver's door remotely, and Tesla notes in the release, quote, it is helpful if the door handle is frozen. This apparently directly unlatches the door through the app, which removes the need for the handle altogether. Since various staff at Electrek have access to both a Model 3 or Y and cold weather, we are definitely going to be testing this feature in the coming winter, although there is one more consideration. Tesla uses a frameless window design in its doors, so the window also needs to come down a little bit past that before the trim will open the door. It is supposed to happen automatically when using the door handles, but it can also become frozen. We shall find out soon enough. General Motors CEO Mary Barra talked about the automaker's upcoming electric vehicle plans, saying the company is well-positioned to weather an economic storm. GM is launching several EV models and supporting energy products that Mary Barra believes will see high demand, no matter the state of the economy. There is something to be said of GM's brief head start in EVs. GM has already had several of the lowest-priced EVs on the market with the Bolt EV and EUV, which had its best delivery quarter with 15000 in the U.S., the automaker also offers higher-end EVs like the Cadillac Lyric and GMC Hummer EV. According to Barra, the automaker has the supply agreements locked up to achieve a target of selling 1 million electric vehicles by 2025. GM's second battery plant began operation in Ohio just last month, helping to boost this objective. BMW is going to cease all production of electric minis in the United Kingdom and build them in China and Germany instead. This is part of a joint venture with the Chinese automaker Great Wall Motors, so the hatchback and small SUV of the electric Mini will be built in Baoding, China, going forward. The electric Mini Aceman, which is expected to debut in 2024, will also be made in China. BMW will be moving the manufacturing of its electric Countryman to the factory in Leipzig, Germany. The UK plant will continue to make gas versions of the Mini Cooper that will largely be exported to overseas markets. It's kind of scattered, I know. Stephanie Wurst, the head of Mini, told The Times that BMW is moving electric production to China because, quote, the Cowley plant was running inefficiently by having to produce electric and petrol cars on the same line. Yes, of course, I'm sure that's the only reason, right? Jeep has unveiled their Avenger concept model. At the Paris Motor Show on Monday, Jeep says that this will propel the brand into an all-electric future revealing some intended details behind what they call their flagship EV model. 
The vehicle comes in at 160.6 inches in length, which is actually smaller than the competition and even smaller than the Jeep Renegade. Jeep says that this vehicle will get 250 miles of range with a 54 kilowatt hour battery pack that can charge from 20 to 80 percent in 30 minutes with 100 kilowatt hour DC fast charging. European buyers in specific markets can pre-order the Avenger before it's set to launch early next year. Mercedes-Benz is making the rounds today with multiple press releases on electric vehicles. Mercedes shared details relating to their upcoming EQE SUV, as well as first images and specs for their Mercedes-AMG EQE SUV that will soon join it. So to be clear, they have one vehicle that is just the Mercedes EQE, and another one called the AMG EQE. So we have that prefix of AMG. Anyways, the regular EQE SUV is said to offer similar range to the EQE sedan, which is an estimated WLTP range of 550 kilometers for European versions. It'll be available in a single or dual motor version and have a max charge rate of 170 kilowatts. Also a wheelbase of 303 centimeters and be plug-in charge capable. In the next press release, Mercedes showed a first look at the AMG version, but this time it has higher performance. This vehicle will have less range, but also have more luxury options, such as a dashboard screen that extends from one A-pillar to another. You can find a wealth of information because Mercedes gave us over 34 pages on all of this, and you can find that on our site, electrek.co. EV startup Canoe continues to rebound from desperation to productivity. After the announcement of the huge order from Walmart, a bid to test military vehicles, and a smaller order for 2,500 units from Zeba, Canoe has now announced an order of over 9,000 units. Canoe shared this binding order in a press release alongside some details of its new customer called King Bee Rentals. King Bee says that they plan to take 9,300 vehicles from Canoe and then upfit, wrap, and deliver them as work-ready fleet solutions for customers. There's no word yet on when King Bee might start receiving the order, but we expect it to follow the otherwise prioritized orders from other companies. In today's community comment found on YouTube, that Scottish engineer guy says, the sides of those trucks appear to be perfectly vertical. Also, no wheel arch bulges. They could build Cybertruck shaped boxes filled with Twinkies just to have fun with us. Engineers have a strange sense of humor. Yes, you're right, Scottish engineer. We don't really know if those definitively are Cybertrucks under those Cybertruck-shaped sheets. But at this point, we are also very aware that the people at the factory are likely very aware of the drone flyby videos that happen at the location. It's certainly possible some of the folks decided to whip together a box just to send the media on a wild goose chase. My hope is that the team is feverishly working on the truck and doesn't have time for such silliness. But then again, if you don't take time to be silly, you could burn out. I suppose whether it's real or fake, it still could be a good sign. Okay, it is opinion time. I'm actually excited that there are signs that Canoe is holding on and has a path to productivity. When they revealed the photos of their Canoe truck, I was actually quite inspired. I don't know if that particular design would actually wind up in production, but it really got my imagination going. I was actually a little sad to then see them fall on hard times, but now I'm back on the high track with optimism for the company. If Canoe, a small startup, can make it, then I also hold out hope for legacy auto companies to get the message too, particularly Mazda and Toyota. I really hope they come around fully and completely. Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have 
a great day.